0: you're listening to the mmaniacs with nick david and matt kona Mm
1: -hmm. this is pat milicich and you're listening to the mmaniacs podcast
0: all right everyone it's the Emma Maniacs podcast. Uh, Nick David
2: and Matt Kona here,
0: and we are doing we're doing another call in here Uh yeah. because Matt Kona has missed a second flight to come back.
1: So I didn't miss it.
0: Not, no, I, okay, not, not missed. No, <laughs> his, his his second flight has gotten canceled due to weather.
2: Yeah. So yeah, uh, in, uh, in the Sunshine State, Florida. Yeah.
0: Worst places that you could be stuck. So. Uh, Absolutely, but
2: I've been down, okay, let me just, let me just give a little preface to this. Uh, I was supposed to be down here for just a short time visiting my dad, and I was gonna fly home last Friday afternoon, uh, so we could attend Combat Zone 57. Right. And, and, and worked the press row together. Right. However, my flight was canceled due to snow and there were no options for me to go home short of traveling three hours north to Fort Lauderdale which uh, my dad did not uh, want, want to drive me. So, uh,
1: You didn't want to take up. an Uber?
0: You didn't want to take an Uber want, for
2: $195? No, man. <laughs> hey, Nick, you, you wouldn't give me your discount Uber code, I so uh, I couldn't do it, but That's only
0: for for the inner circle, man.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So instead, they they put me on a flight Monday, and that was also canceled due to snow. And the flights were full on Tuesday from the previous weekend's cancellation. So with any luck, I'm flying home tomorrow. But (laughs) if not, who knows? I may be down here for the April 19th card to see Khabib Nurmagomedov it. Oh, go Tony off. Ferguson versus Khabib <laughs> on April sixteenth down in Tampa. Khabib. And here's the thing that really is is a real kick to my ass. I'm on Facebook this morning, and I get an update at the top at the top that says, "Have you registered to vote? The Florida primaries are coming up."
1: Oh no! <laughs> so, so
2: Facebook thinks that I live in Florida now, so uh, I'm not happy <laughs> about it. I, I do miss. I do miss being back home in, in New England and, and being able to hang out and, and cover MMA, but I was able to watch the entire six hours of fights this this past Saturday, um, for UFC fight night, Vegas, Hendrix versus Thompson, all live, unlike, uh, my compatriot Nick, who watched yeah. it the next morning
0: I did, I with had a little
2: did. bit of Facebook distraction. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I had to. uh I had a gig. I had a gig Saturday night, so yeah, I didn't get out of there until one thirty something in the morning. So uh,
2: yeah, damn, well, I
0: had, to, I had to. You wait. know, I. Wait till I, got I would back. have had
2: a gig, but uh, alas, it, it did not happen. Although, I, I ended up picking up a guest spot on Friday at the Comedy Cafe, so shout oh, nice. up for them. How was that? And I, I went to Starbucks, and I was wearing...
0: Did you do a set there?
2: Uh, yeah, I did a set, <laughs> and, and I went to get, get my pre-show coffee, which is a little
3: habit met, of you mine. You and, went at Starbucks, that was the joke.
2: Did you do a set? I shows? did not do a set okay. at Starbucks, right. but I did do a little promoting of the Animaniacs, Because I gave a card to the the barista and we we talked fights and Conor McGregor for a while because I was wearing a UFC shirt, so it's always cool Mm -hmm. to. And he was fairly knowledgeable about it, so it's always that's always nice has have something else to talk about because we didn't really have that much to talk about with the comedians of the show. I feel like Florida is a special breed of comics.
1: Oh, really? Um, the
2: most recent, the most recent reference one of the comedians was making was uh 1990s, my cousin Beanie. <laughs> I actually, scratch that. They also made a white man can't jump joke. So, you know, that's what I'm dealing with All
3: right. down here. How was the, uh. But
2: that's okay. I watched them. We'll, give me your overall, we'll, we'll go into the card. Uh, fight by fight. Some, I think some things need to be talked about a little bit more than others. But, uh, overall, what'd you think of it? How, how did it stack up?
0: Uh, you know, I was happy with it. I was, I was happy with the, I was happy with the fights. I thought, uh, you know, I mean, there was some that were a little, uh, a little, uh, yawny, a little sleepy. A little, there there's a few sleepy fights there, but, uh, yeah. man, that, uh, that flying knee from Rivas. Good lord.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: It was, was, oh, yeah. Uh, here, I, Here's, there's the things that stuck out to me in the, in the fights. I'll just go through the, uh, so I had picked, uh, Noah Lahat in that fight because of his sick, sick ground game. I thought he was going to, I hadn't seen enough of Diego Rivas. You know, I watched that season of the Ultimate Fighter Latin America that he was on. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't, he doesn't, he never really stuck out to me. So I don't remember him. I mean, it's there's so many fighters now. It's really hard to keep track of everybody. But I don't oh, absolutely. Uh, he, he never really stuck out to me. Uh, you know, I kind of vaguely remember him from the from the show. Um, but I do know who Noad Lahat is, and so I picked him to fight. But then phew, he just came in with that flying knee, and holy shit. Um, the next fight, uh, Ray Borg, uh, Scoggins. I picked Ray Borg. <laughs> My record for this, I have- wait, a, wait,
2: wait. I, hang on, don't bury the lead, Nick. There yeah, was two yeah. fights before that on the prelims. Yeah, yeah. One of them. I'm
0: telling you, these are the ones that I'm covering, so if you want to cover the whole card, we can do that, but you asked me to... I don't want
2: to cover the whole card, oh, but okay. I want to cover the Mickey Gall, Mike Johnson. I think that's notable okay. since one of the biggest names who has never fought yet. In the UFC, uh, made his octagon debut in, in, in an awkward stare right. <laughs> after Mickey Gall defeated journalist Mike Johnson, uh, sorry, Mike Jackson, uh, 45 seconds of the first round via TKO. He,
1: uh, CM looked, Punk, he, uh,
0: he, he looked really good. He looked really good. I, I, you know, I, as much as I'm not interested in any of that, uh, you know, the guy seems like a legit MMA fighter. And so, uh, you know, maybe when he stacks up against some like real competition, it will. Yeah, well, I'm he's
3: still a young prospect, right? right. Maybe he's, a, he's
2: the only reason he's in the UFC too soon is because that's the kind of opponent that they have to match up with a professional wrestler turned MMA fighter right. who has never set foot in any sort of combat sport before, and and that's the reason that Mike Johnson, sorry, Mike Jackson, Mike Johnson, uh, uh, lightweight. Um Mike Jackson was zero and zero and probably will not be fighting in the UFC again. primarily a journalist and kickboxer um, down at Legacy, which you can sometimes see on Axis Fight Night. But, uh yeah, and the surreal part, I don't know if you watched the post-fight interview, but Mike Jackson... First of all, after losing the fight, then joins Press Row to cover the rest of the event. And actually, actually, yeah, probably the first time in UFC history, he actually asked Mickey Gall a question in the post-fight press conference. Very I surreal.
0: I didn't see that at oh, all. That's amazing. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, my God. So that was cool. And that's really the only thing I need to mention. But that's the only reason I want to. Oh, no, to I'm so glad it. that you
0: did. I'm glad that you backtracked because that's very
2: interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah,
2: and I love these things. They're on-ball talking points, uh, the UFC. The first fight on the card, I, uh, Artem Lobov lost, uh, in quite, meh, pretty boring fashion. He lost a three round
1: unanimous decision. Yeah. Alright, let's go I, on.
0: I had picked Alex White in that, uh, so I got him. I picked Mike Jackson in the second fight out of spite because I didn't want to give CM Punk an opponent. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You
2: right. just wanted to see a, a new contest because <laughs> Mike Jackson wasn't getting the CM Punk fight if we thought.
1: That's what I'm saying. But at
2: least, at least the circus will be downplayed now because we, it's set and we don't know when it is. My prediction is still that it will be on UFC 199, which hasn't been announced yet. But mm-hmm. I imagine, and we'll get into the, uh, what we think. There's only a couple titles that don't have set defense dates coming up, but I believe that 199 would be Luke Rockhold rematch uh, Chris Wyvan and Undertaker, which I called, and Punk.
0: which, I called, which called. we had a long discussion about that that fight. Yeah, but you you didn't think that was going to happen. I said no, I'm I'm
2: positive. I didn't think happen. that it should have happened, You're but right. really, that, I feel like that's a a fairly um, I don't want to say thin division, but it's pretty thin, especially with Yo Romero. Uh,
0: still out until he was back from uh you yeah. Uh so you didn't catch this then? You cleared him. So I guess you didn't
2: They
0: either. completely cleared him? Uh I believe that was the
2: They article. said that they tested the supplement, but uh they, they
0: cleared it. him because right. They cleared him because they tested his supplements. So I think that gives him a gives him a clear um Yeah. So, uh so I am I picked the first one, and then the next four in a row I I missed. I picked uh, Mike okay. Jackson. I, I picked Noah Lahat, and I picked Ray Borg. Uh, let me just say, in that that fight against Scoggins, that's the best I've ever seen a fighter follow direction ever. Everything yeah. his corner told Scoggins to do, he did. They were like right knee, right knee. They're like left hook, left hook. They're like take him down, take him down. It was yeah, like, yeah. it was like a, it was like a, somebody had a remote control in his corner. It was amazing. <laughs> I had, n- I've never ever seen that M- way more often. I've seen people completely ignore their corner. Like yeah. just do nothing at all what their corner is saying. I've seen that way more often. It's the first time I've ever seen anybody react that exacting. <laughs> it's like literally like somebody had a shot collar or something.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: and Rockin' uh, rock rock Robots. He's on the, con- the... corner men are on the controls, mashing buttons.
0: Then uh Derek Lewis uh, versus Damian Krabowski.
2: Uh, yeah, the Black Beast looking incredible, I thought. Uh, uh,
0: he, it, the only thing incredible know, about he, that for, fight to for me... For a big guy
2: to move around like that, and, and not even not only just the way he moves in his post-fight celebration, but... uh Hey, he, he, we could have a, a sleeper contender in the, in the outskirts of the heavyweight division. Right. I know he's very Here's humble in his call out afterwards. He, he said, I know you're supposed to call out the champ, but I'll wait. And there's no way. Yeah, it would have no, been silly for him guy, to call listen, out the
0: champ. That guy was, was doing the belt motion around his waist after his first not impressive fight in the UFC. <laughs> where he looked just sloppy as shit. This fight, he looked much better than his other fights in the UFC. He looked a lot crisper. That high kick right off the bat was great. But here's what I'm telling you right from the beginning is that ref had, had it out. He was looking for a reason to stop that fight in favor of, uh, Lewis from the get go. You know, he was, the dude wasn't taking any damage at all and the ref kept saying, fight back, fight back, fight. It's like the guy's not he doesn't need to fight back he doesn't need to do anything he's he's doing what he needs to do you need to back the fuck off dude and let these guys fight everything he did was all it was all in lewis's favor and it just it didn't sit right with me uh, i've seen that ref do it before um, whatever that's just how i felt about that fight he was looking for a reason to stop that fight i thought it was early um
1: Uh,
2: I don't know. He was the guy that was still laying on the ground afterwards. He didn't seem like he was complaining about the stoppage, but uh, that, that's a big uh, well, man. Well, it
1: was. The, it was.
0: A, so there was a there was a stand up, a way early stand up. Um, you know, there were there were moments where he was putting heavy. He was putting pressure, uh, putting pressure on Lewis, where the guy the the, the ref was. Was restarting the positions. I gonna have to go back and watch the fight, but that was just one of the notes that I put down there that I just it just left a bad taste in my mouth. I felt like it was, uh, like the ref, uh, the ref was was working for Derek Lewis in that fight. Um, so I picked Grabowski in that one. I picked picked Josh Berkman. Um, we did that on the on the previous podcast. Uh, the next one, like I said, was the Mike Pyle fight. I picked Mike Pyle, but I'm going to recuse myself because I saw that he won and I can't say a hundred percent that I would have picked him. I, I feel like, I feel like a hundred percent I would have picked him, but you never know what's going to happen. I could have, if I had spent time researching, maybe I could have seen, I'm just making this up off the top of my head. Maybe I could have seen that this guy trained with, you know, Maybe he spent six months at Team Link over in, in uh Framingham. I never knew it and he's been training with Gonzaga and I would be like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, well I'm gonna go vote for this guy because he trained with Gonzaga. So I don't know. So I can't say a hundred percent, but I'm telling you I I would have picked Pyle, most likely. But I'm again I'm recusing myself from that one, so no. Um
3: but great fight for Pyle, 40 years yeah, old, yeah, 40 uh, and years one fight of the is, night, which is, I thought it was, uh, it was a real close back-and-forth uh, yeah.
2: slugfest. Pyle eventually did get the finish, correct? He got the finish in that. Yep. Actually, you no, know yeah. No, I think that one went to decision. No, that did go. It, it, it was no, very I close. Think, I feel like... I,
0: no, I think that... Oh, no, was, no. Was he, that, got that, that he got out, it like sorry, in the last right. 30 seconds, didn't he?
2: That's right. Yeah, he knocked it, he a TKO in the
0: last 30 seconds. He
1: TKO'd
2: Right. I was looking at Eve Levine as he was laying right, down right. knees to his face, like, I'm gonna yeah. do one more and then he finally called it off. So yeah, yeah. that's right. There was a fight later on okay, which we'll get to that I thought could have been could have been a finish in the last few seconds, but ultimately went to the decision. Again, Eve Levine watching years fall off fighters' lives <laughs> uh yeah. instead of coming in to call the fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: next okay. fight I had keep Mish- on going. Next fight I had Misha Chikunov. Uh, fight after that, I picked Benavides. Fight after okay, that.
2: Okay, no, no, no. What? Okay. It's nice to know your picks, Nick, but we're not keeping track of that. What did you think about this? Is there talking uh, points about?
1: No,
0: we weren't keeping track of that. That's the whole point of this whole thing is I haven't given you ah, my picks. Great, so that's the real. entire point of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the entire point of the whole thing was I was sharing my, oh my picks with you because, because we've been doing that from the beginning and I didn't get to, I didn't get to put my picks online. I forgot. So I picked right. them as I went, as I was right before the fight, I wrote down in my little notes here who I thought was going to win. And then that was that. So I, I picked, uh, Benavides. I picked Feijão who gave up in that fight. Uh, I picked Nelson. And I, I, I don't know what the fuck Rochalt was doing in that fight because his best bet to win that fight was to use his, he's, the guy's got world class wrestling. He's a world class wrestler and he didn't use it. He had two takedown attempts. Uh, not, I'm not sure if he was trying to prove a point. Um, like it was, uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not sure if he was like trying to say, Hey, I can stand up with him or or what the deal was, but, uh, you know, they, I think they he, away.
1: Would have, he might have been a little afraid because,
2: it, even though it doesn't come up that often, Nelson's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Rochelle is a wrestler. Maybe he thought the Jiu-Jitsu would beat out the wrestling. But honestly, I thought it was a terrible fight overall. Very boring. Uh, uh, Rochelle uh, was way more defensive.
0: Well, the the UFC gives out fight of the night. I give that one the snooze of the night. That was the snooze of the night. And then the final, uh, the final fight of the night, I changed my pick, uh, right as I was watching the different little, uh, clips of Thompson and the little, little side interviews and and talks with his dad and this and that. I was like, man, this guy looks like he's poised to do it. I I really think he's going to do it. So I changed my, I changed my pick on him last minute. Uh, but before the fight started, uh, to, to Thompson and, you know, thankfully I did. I I think I only, I only got like four right out of this whole, the whole card, I think. I have to go back and look at it and see what the number is, but I'm not sure. But holy shit. Uh, that guy looks fucking amazing. That guy, he did, he did what nobody else has been doing.
1: Well, yeah. nobody else has even
2: finished.
0: No, that's what I'm saying.
2: Uh, has anyone finished the Johnny Hendricks? That's what I'm saying. In a fight, <laughs> never mind of the first round.
0: That's what I'm saying. He's doing and what nobody the way else is Wonderboy
2: controlled the distance. Uh, was incredible. He, he was. He wasn't in danger at any point. And one, he, Hendricks backed him up against the fight. Uh, sorry, against the fence early in the fight. That
0: was. That was where Hendricks would have won the fight if he could. If he had. To, he had to keep doing that, over and over and over again. And this is, uh so I don't know if you went back and listened to the, the Ryan Couture interview the other day, but we were talking about Randy, about his father, Randy Couture. And um, what he was saying was Randy was the, the master of forcing his opponent to wrestle long enough to not be able to fight properly anymore. So wearing them out. By wrestling them and forcing them to wrestle until they're, they've been taken out of their rest of their game because they, their cardio's shot. Um, and that was, you know, super heavy pressure. That was the only way that he was going to win that fight. He wasn't going to win that fight standing. You know, he's, Thompson is too fucking accurate. Good Lord. Good Lord. His act, that fight really reminded me of the home
1: Rousey fight. Just.
0: Well, I mean uh, it, it completely,
1: was similar in that uh, completely they, they, Thompson out of, took away Go ahead.
2: Thompson took away uh in the same way that Holmes took away Rhonda's main weapon, which is her judo yep. and submission game. Yep. And they did it in, in similar I mean they did it in the same way but in different fashions. Yep. Whereas he controlled the distance with his kicks and, and uh, elusiveness and and, and home uh, Control distance with her counter punching and not rushing in on Ronda and totally avoiding the clinch and yeah, totally took Hendricks out of his game. Honestly, made it kind of embarrassed him. And Hendricks is one of the top guys. It, it, absolutely, it like
0: made him look like a, look made him look like a, an amateur. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Thanks. it was that was you know, it was it really reminded me of that of the the home Rousey fight a lot. Um, so I am, I am a super, I'm a super fan of the Wonder Boy. I'm a super wonder fanboy. I'm a super wonder fanboy. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it, that's going to be what it is. A super wonder fanboy. And, uh, I mean. So
2: let me ask you this, man. What, what, what is next for Wonder Boy in the welterweight? Division oh, it's because... a fucking
0: title shot. What else okay, is it? What the- else is it going to be?
2: <laughs> well, that, well, that's what I'm thinking. But here's the thing: what was let's, Hendricks- let's talk about the rest of the division. Let's talk about all the options you have. Tyron Woodley, who was basically officially given the title shot, pulled by Dana White after Hendricks didn't make weight um, before uh, they were supposed to fight in, in Texas earlier this year.
0: Right, but uh, he gave him. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but he gave him that fight because he missed weight. That's not an exciting reason to give him a fight. He's gonna Wonder Boy's an exciting fucking reason to give a dude a fight.
2: Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I don't see I don't
0: see any other fight for him except for the title next. You know? Maybe, maybe Woodley, maybe Condit. But I doubt it. What about I doubt it. Rory McDonald. Maybe McDonald, but I mean, those are the only three. Who else? Those are the only three I could see him fighting, but I don't see him fighting, unless something happens and somebody gets hurt, or but I don't, I think that he's going to get that. What about gonna, GSP? I don't think uh, mm, I don't think so I don't think so, because G, because I don't think so I think GSP would get a title shot before uh, uh, okay, you mean wait, wait a second, let me back up do you mean Wonderboy versus uh, GSP?
2: No, no, I'm saying GSP, what about him, okay, because my thing is, if you look at the way that things are set up right now, and this is something that I want to get into, so the next pay-per-view, 196, that's the lightweight title, all right, and then 197 is the light heavyweight title, Jones Cormier, Mark two, just announced, right. and then uh 198 doesn't have a card yet, but it's... it's Speculated that it's going to be Neochick versus Verdoom. Both will have a full camp, uh, and and then 199 is what I think uh, will be the middleweight title. And let me back up. 197 also has the flyweight title on it. Mm-hmm. 196 is the women's bantamweight. We That's know it. that the women's that is, strawweight is, isn't going to be
1: so exciting, on until
2: you know. until before 200. So I'm thinking for 200. You have your options for 200. I think there's going to be multiple title belt, uh, defenses. So the three titles that haven't been spoken for, and what I just broke down, is the bantamweight title. So you potentially you have Dominic Cruz against, I think it's going to be T.J. Dillashaw in the immediate rematch. I think mm-hmm. that's a little bit more interesting than Faber. And then you have the featherweight championship, which could be um, upper grabs, but it also could not be big Connor could make Frankie Edgar wait a little bit, but that all depends on what happens at one ninety six with RDA. And mm-hmm. then the other the only other one Right, that he could get he could get his
0: he could get his shit pushed in at one ninety six and not be ready to fight for a long time. I could re- yeah, I could really I'm, I'm just see saying, that so,
2: so there's a lot of be- eggs in that basket, but the right. the one the, there's one one matchup and we've talked about it a few episodes back, uh in a, in a little fantasy booking thing and Ariel Hawani first tossed the idea to the ether would be the welterweight title. Right. And if and they need a big they don't need a big name because UFC two hundred is gonna be a big enough event in itself, but it's only, it's only Lawler gonna, it's only gonna be a big it's only gonna
0: be a big event if they put a big name on it. It's not gonna it's not gonna be listen, uh Demetrius Johnson doesn't carry UFC 200. He's not going to be on it. I know Should that. I'm, I'm saying a, sp- I'm, I'm just saying a thing. I know that, I know that he's fighting Cejudo. I understand that. I'm saying the UFC 200 doesn't get its own spot being a milestone card without it being an interesting card. So here, what I'm saying is that Mighty Mouse Johnson cannot carry, that can't be the main event in UFC 200. It has to be. You're saying it doesn't, you're saying it doesn't need to be a stacked card. Yes, it does need to be. That's the whole point. It has to be a stacked card in order for it to live up to the hype of being 200. You know? That's all. Uh, but I think you're, I think you're right. You know, I'm, uh, maybe Wonder Boy sits out for a while and waits to see what happens there, but I definitely, I could definitely see GSP coming back and going right for the title or Coming back and doing a super fight against, uh, you know, Silva or who
1: knows what.
2: Right. Uh, that could be, that could be the, the, the Pacquiao Mayweather of MMA fights. Two right. guys that it should have happened a while back for. Right, right. That also depends what happens in London next month. Right. with This thing in Silva. I'm just saying that I think that 200 is going to have two title fights and the most logical ones. Because Featherweight is up in the air. So the, the two most logical belts into you know are, are gonna be Bantamweight and welterweight. Because the either the other ones are spoken for Right. How or, far removed
0: is Holly home uh from that from the Misha Tate fight too? Um, what's that? How far is Holly home? When's the Misha
1: Tate fight? I guess, you know, we'll see, see how that goes, but
2: it would be good to have a big name uh female fight on the card.
0: Right. I'm saying, Maybe, if, yeah. I'm saying if Holly Holm easily dispatches Misha Tate, which I think she will, uh, you know, she'll probably be fresh and ready to take on a newly revitalized Ronda Rousey. I am want to make that prediction now. If, if, if she is able to dispatch of Misha Tate in uh, glorious, simple, quick fashion, which I think she will, uh, I'm going to say Ronda Rousey uh, home for UFC 200. Also, All right.
2: there's been a lot of talk that, that Ronda has come on and said that she's not going to be, and they it's kind of pictured November to be her comeback, which would be about a full year since losing at 193 in Australia. No, maybe. Um, yeah. no, maybe. That's a fine prediction. I think it would be cool to have uh, Cruz defend the bantamweight on a, such a huge stage uh, in Vegas. But, uh, that
1: all depends on what the matchmakers go for, but I'm just yeah.
0: saying in terms of the... That fight to me is really interesting to the hardcore fans, and I'm really interested in seeing that fight. I don't think that Dillashaw cruz is a giant fight for the masses. I don't think it has a giant appeal to the masses. It doesn't have a... a you know... It doesn't pull the weight of a Kane Velasquez or a John Jones or a Conor McGregor or a Ronda Rousey. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, Well, that's, for, a, that's to the me, thing. to I me, think... it's a super exciting fight. I'm re- I can't wait to see it again because, uh, I couldn't wait to see the first one and I'm just as excited to see it happen again because I think, um, it was a really, uh, I, I scored it for Cruz, but it was a really close fight. I started watching it again the other day and I only got through the first round which I scored for Cruz. Um but I I want to go back and really watch it with an eagle eye again because I, you know, Delashaw said that he watched it several times and he scored it 3 to 2 or 4 to 1 for himself. Uh, four, to one. Yeah. Yeah, 4 to 1. So, yeah. Um you know, I I need to go back and and really unbiased out of the realm of being inside of the, the arena where it's happening and all the, the fervor and the anticipation and the excitement and all the emotion that's involved in watching it while you're in the arena and be able to just analyze it and, and look at it for exactly what it is. But I don't see it changing in my mind, but that's, I mean, that's another reason why I'm excited to see that fight. Having said that, I don't think it's a giant, it's a giant, giant fight for the masses. Um, but it would be, a, you know, it'd be a really good fight to add on to, a, like a big GSP fighting for the title, or oh yeah, um, in no way, or, was or, or, that it or, Jones, main or Jones going up in weight to fight for the title. For like <laughs> But what about? That,
2: that would be intriguing too. Especially since Jones has said he has about three more fights and it's all dependent. Sorry, three more fights at late heavyweight before he makes his move up. But hmm. uh, of course, you gotta chase that 200 money if you're, if you're, if you're good for it. If you can stay out of traffic court long enough, uh, I think that he can, he can, he can make that jump. He reminds, huge... reminds me
0: of, he reminds me of me when I was 17. It's like, what? Dude, you need a fucking mentor or something. Well,
2: so, you know, he, you he's not? supposedly surrounded by people that, that can keep him. He's got a good support system around him that right. Jackson worked with John, people that all had their heads screwed on. And he knows he fucked up. I mean, listen, he has to keep his nose clean for 18 months or it's like an automatic guilty plea.
1: Yeah, but it's
0: not. It's, he just keeps doing it. You know, he had a dwe in 2012, too.
1: Yeah,
2: well, I mean, a, after what happened to him with, with the right. hit and run, if he doesn't learn, hey, it,
0: it, it's which, just going to be... Which I'm sure them. would have ended up in a D-Wee, <laughs> would have been another d which otherwise, why would you run from that if you're stone sober? You get out of the car and you oh, go, yeah. and it's, you go wow. the morning, he had drugs in the car, man. yeah. If you're uh, sober, you get out of the car and you go, oh my God, I'm really sorry. I yeah. don't know what happened. You don't. As one of the most notable MMA figures on the planet, run from an accident. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. Ooh, I know. Uh,
2: well, my my th- the thing that that I'm most intrigued about all depends on what happens between Conor McGregor and Javier Saaños, because do you think? Now let's just do a theoretical. If McGregor does what he Predicts, does one of the kings that he predicts, which is dusting RDA inside of one minute. Do you think that he continues to make, um, the <laughs> feather, the rest of the featherweight division wait, wait, have, make Frankie Edgar continue to sit up, and do you think he takes that jump to go up to welterweight to challenge Lawler if the GST card doesn't get played? Because that's still basically a rumor. I mean, Dan White doesn't know if it's going to happen. Everyone wants it to happen, and it makes sense because he's a big name. He's doing these trial fight camps. He's always training. He's always in shape. But do you think that in this scenario, say Conor Ritter wins? Say it's an easy, fast, first-round finish, much like it was against Aldo.
1: So okay, uh, with
2: those parameters, what do you see? What do you say is here, next what for I now think. the two-belt here's, champ?
0: Well, here's what I think. I think he's if he could get past RDA, I think he's going to hang on to both of those belts for a while. And if in order for him to hang on to those belts, he has to keep defending them. There's no way. He doesn't have enough time to defend three belts. So he has to abandon one at some point.
2: I think the one that he abandons is other ways.
0: Well, maybe that's the case. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's a. don't think he's I think he's going to have a real shit storm of a time at 170, but I think I don't think he, listen, I've counted this motherfucker out almost every time. (laughs) So, So don't listen to me, but I'm telling you, I think I think RDA is gonna fucking dust McGregor, and I'm a okay. McGregor fan, man. I'm a McGregor fan. He's won me over. McGregor has won me over. Uh
2: Nick, if we were doing improv, you just totally no butted me when you should have yes handed me uh, <laughs> the scenario. Listen, Connor McGregor, right. two belt champion.
0: Okay, he's, so he's, he's a sane, two belt not champion. Much all right, damage. all right. So here it is. He wins. He, he beats RDA, then he goes back down to featherweight and he fights. Um, uh, New
1: Jersey. Edgar Edgar, Edgar. that he fights Edgar,
0: right? Then he fights Edgar while he's fighting Edgar. Uh, uh, a new, a a new 155 prospect uh, uh, to fight for the title comes up. Then he goes up and fights whoever that is. Maybe it's a rematch with RDA. He goes up and fights RDA, beats RDA. Then while he's fighting RDA, a new, uh a new contender for the belt at featherweight comes out and he goes back down and fights in order for him to keep the two belts. That's how he, that's the only way he can play it. He has to defend the belt at one. And then while he's defending the belt, they have to come up with a new contender up here. Then he has to go back up to the top, fight that contender. And while that, while he, if he wins that fight, they have to start working on a new contender in the featherweight goes back down to featherweight when he when he's fighting that one, Back and forth. That's the only way he can do it and hang onto the belts. Otherwise it's not fair to the division. It's not fair to, to the division to have to wait around for this guy. You know, even though he's the monster fucking payday. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's the only, maybe that makes it fair. Maybe that makes it fair. Cause if he, I'll tell you what, man, if there was ever a case for the UFC to fucking st- to to set up a fight rda is the case because if he can beat rda that guy he's already the biggest fucking star of the ufc scene but he's going to be the biggest fucking star ever he's going to be if he beats rda he's going to be big biggest fucking mayweather people are going to lose their fucking mind they're going to lo- they've already lost their mind the Irish have already lost their mind, but the rest of the world is going to lose their mind if he beats RDA. So if there was ever a case for the, U- for the fucking UFC brass to go, Hey man, uh, I'm going to give you 10 million bucks and in the fucking second round, he's going to hit you with a fucking right hook and you're going to go out cold and you're going to get 10 million bucks. You don't have to worry about it. the rest of your life is taken care of. It's a money. Uh, I'm not saying they would do that. Listen, like listen, this, listen, listen. I don't like
1: this this
2: conspiracy fixing fights talk. It's not. It's, it's listen, not I'm, it's today. all it, it's
0: all just goofy speculative bullshit. But I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, in the realm of goofy speculative bullshit, uh, there have been there have been fights in the past that I saw that happened in the UFC that I went, that is not fucking real. I can't cite one for you, but I'm telling you, I've seen fights before. I went, that didn't feel right to me. That didn't feel right. And then, you know, I have to think about who benefits if that didn't feel right. Uh Whatever. So whatever, whatever. It's all silly, okay. spe- silly speculative bullshit. Uh Let's so get you,
2: back. Into, let's get back. You took the fucking ball and ran really far <laughs> when I asked you who was going to you you gave me Conweger's next seventeen fights. I'm just right. saying if he comes out of RDA's fight with a victory with no damage, to me it seems like not a not quite a no brainer because I don't know what's going on with GFT, but I think that it, it's already mind blowing to have a two division champion. And he thought even any you thought yeah, about it's not being it's fair not. for the division. He doesn't give a fuck about the division. He doesn't give a fuck about the UFC. He wants to do things that nobody has ever done before. And that's why he would do it against Robbie Lawler at two hundred because that would be crazy. A belt on both shoulders, a belt around his waist in the biggest event in UFC history.
3: Oh my God. That would be Super Bowl level for fighting. I'll
0: that tell you what, man. I, I, I think, I think McGregor has a better shot at beating Lawler than he does at beating Dos <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, hey,
1: that
2: could, that could be the case. Uh, he, I, I just think that he thumbs his nose completely at the Featherweight division. There's no way he's going to give Edgar the biggest money fight at, at 200. Right.
0: Here's what I'm saying. Event. Here's what I'm saying. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a choice. He either has to defend that belt or give it the fuck up. He can't hang on to that belt for 9 months, for a year and not defend it. He has to defend that belt. So uh, So he either if he goes up, he beats RDA, if he decides to go up to welterweight, then he relinquishes that title. That's that's his choice. He can fight for not, he can fight he for two is. titles. <laughs> What's that?
2: I said but the UFC would not make him take that away because for them, only, it's only it's a huge payday for them to have a the potential to have a three belt thing. They don't give a shit about Frankie either, you know. It, 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 yeah, but they give anyway, they, they, they
0: give a shit about PR and their PR is is not good. You know, there's a, a lot of people don't like the way that the UFC does business. They don't like the Reebok deal. They don't like that. Roy Nelson's making twenty six to show, twenty six to win. Uh, uh, did you
2: see how much Roy Nelson made in, in his last fight? No. Quite a bit. I'll get the numbers for you. But keep yeah, on I'm going with see. your
1: point.
0: Uh, I'm just saying that they that they don't want a fucking PR nightmare on their hand, and having one guy hold an entire division hostage is not is a PR nightmare for
2: them. Oh, it's not a PR nightmare. They're building the biggest superstar in their in their. Uh, franchise's history, my fight, the way I see it. But,
0: um, okay, let me ask you this. Where's the fucking line drawn? If that's not the line, can he just hold on to that belt fucking indefinitely? He just gets to do whatever the fuck he wants? He can just go fight what? up a heavyweight division. Fucking do whatever you want, dude. Just fight whoever you want. Just hang on to that belt for three years. Never defend it. Where's the line drawn? At some point, he has to defend that belt or give it up. Period. Can you not agree yeah, on that? He'll,
2: he'll defend it after he can, after he fights for a welterweight title. That's my prediction. But wait, we shall see. And the thing is, he's an active champion. He's not sitting on the belt and not fighting it. I mean, the, his last fight he's was in December. Active
0: champion. He just won the belt.
3: Yeah. What do you mean? He's an active champion. He it's just only a few months later I'm with the, Robbie Lawler. Uh, he, okay, he, you
0: know. he's not defending the belt. That's not an active champion. He's a contender. <laughs> he's not defending his belt. That's not being an active champion. That's he's that's, an active that's,
2: fighter who is a champion.
0: Okay. Well, I can't argue with that. But
2: if they did a catchweight at, at. at uh one fifty,
1: maybe uh it would be it, but alright. <laughs> okay, I find Moving on.
0: Moving um, on. Yeah, we always end
2: up talking a lot of Conor McGregor, we, And I we, can't
0: help it. Yeah, well, but that's, that's you're the most all,
3: interesting thing to me.
0: That's cause you all Here's up the, on his dick.
3: Oh know. <laughs>
0: y'all cuddling his nutsack and whatnot.
2: I just want him to be a three-belt champion on the <laughs> biggest stage of it all. Something that could never happen again. It's one thing to win three belts like BJ Penn is trying to make his comeback, which we can get into a little bit, and, and, and be a three-weight champion. But listen, his, his only fight at featherweight, he got absolutely smoked by Frankie Edgar. And I don't think it's going to look good for him to come back, but you know, they'll set him up with some punching bags. Maybe Dennis Siever,
1: another <laughs> former McGregor victim. But uh, where's the money?
2: Okay, so moving on. The next fight is the next UFC event isn't until the end of February, February twenty-first. Right. Which is which was originally supposed to be Cowboy. Donald Cerrone versus Tim Means. Right. Uh, Means got pinched with uh, USADA, basically just in case. He claims, like everyone else, they kept pinched as well as Yomero did. That something was fainted. He didn't know it was in there. And it's really up to the fighters to, to know what they're putting in their body. But he's he's been replaced by uh, another cowboy, the Brazilian cowboy. So cowboy versus cowboy, both fighters, leaving the lightweight division to fight up at 170. And um, hopefully, hey, maybe a contender can emerge from from that and give Luke Rockhold and Chris Weidman a little bit of company up there because otherwise it's just a lot of old guys. I mean, you got this one thing one and second. Silva. They're fighting.
0: Yeah. No, they are in the middleweight division now.
2: Yeah, middleweight. Yeah, you were talking. You were talking oh, sorry. Yeah, side yeah, side yeah. Back. i welterweight. The oh, yeah. Okay, they're not, they're not gonna, maybe they won't jump up two, two divisions, but <laughs> I think that we're, we're gonna see more, more and more of this as it goes along with the, uh, the A, people being more, per, um, precautionary in their weight cuts and, and, and B, and I like, that's one of the other reasons we're I, I know. I think people are gonna be, things are shifting around as things get closer. Um, to, to being more regulated, and then California has made some changes in their uh, athletic commission in terms of you need to have your glucose levels need to be at this percentage after you weigh in, or they're just not going to sanction the fight at all. But, right. Um,
0: oh, man. Well, I, I'm I'm a I'm a big proponent of fighters fighting at a more um at a more reasonable weight to what they walk around at. Um, uh, I'm down for that. I think it's a much safer thing. Uh, I think it gives you a more accurate depiction of who's the toughest guy. Um, because if somebody like, you know, Robbie Lawler is walking around at 225 pounds and he cuts down to 170, uh, I'm not saying that he does walk around that, but I'm saying you know if he's yeah. closer to uh, closer to being a a light heavyweight, then I'd rather see him fight at light heavyweight hmm.
1: Ooh. I feel like he'd be a small light heavyweight huh? no, i'm not
0: it's not a good example i'm just saying i'm just using him as, it's not a real example I'm just using that as an idea as a concept i Pick whoever yeah, you okay, pick. Whoever you want. Whoever you want. Make the ridiculous uh, jump to whatever it is. But I'd rather see everybody fight at a close. Yeah, rate.
1: I
2: mean,
0: Hendricks walks rate. around at
2: two twenty. He would be fighting at heavyweight, which would be
0: right. That's what I'm
2: saying. Right.
0: Gotcha. I'd rather see. I'd and rather I see... found
2: their numbers for for Roy for Roy Nelson. Uh, and what he made. He is actually the highest paid fighter on the card for uh Fight Night eighty two down there in Vegas. Okay. Hundred and twenty five thousand, including a fifty thousand win bonus. So not too bad. And maybe here was the last podcast, UFC breath. <laughs> they listened, even though it came out after the fight. <laughs> but that's good news for Roy making his Well that anyway. article
0: the article didn't come out after the fight. So the article, you know, just because we <laughs> read it, I'm sure that they uh somebody in the UFC got a hold of that article. I don't know if no. that I doubt it had anything to do with his pay because I'm sure that had already been negotiated beforehand. I'm sure they're not going to augment somebody's pay just to to yeah. to pacify uh, some article that was written about him. But he made so wait a second. Uh he made 125 plus 50 or the 125 was including the 50? Included. It's included. Okay, so don't he worry. made 75 he made 75 for the fight.
1: Yeah, 75 made... grand, not too shabby.
2: But it was also his first time winning a decision. How about that? Right.
0: <laughs> ironic. Two outfit. straight
2: Roy Nelson fights went to a decision. And one of them was five rounds in Japan, which was a loss to Josh Barnett. But, uh, interesting things to note. I'd like to to, to talk about the little oddball things on there, but. So let me, let me get your, uh, pick just to, we'll glance over a couple of the, uh, upcoming cards and cowboy versus cowboy.
1: Who
3: you got? I'm going with cowboy. <laughs> I got cowboy. I was waiting. Were you yeah. waiting for me
0: to do that? That's yeah. cute. That's cute. You're, you're, so cute. Aren't you special? Um I'm, I got Saronia. I like Oliver. I think he's a good fighter. Um, yeah, but I think. I think Cerrone is just right there, man. I don't know what happened in his last fucking fight because he did not show up, and it was really a bummer because when that dude shows up, he's a fucking animal, and I can't oh, see I mean, him.
1: He, he looked
2: untouchable getting in there. He was, what, five, six-fight win streak? RDA? Just,
0: yeah, just fucking dismantling dudes, and I don't know what. You know, I mean, he said it afterwards. I just, I didn't show up. I didn't show up tonight. Well, this is not the right night to not show up. It's the biggest fight of your fucking (laughs) career.
2: Yeah, I think it was his first main event too, (laughs) for that title. But now he's back to back main events. So now, do you think that he's done with the lightweight division? Uh, No. He's he's gonna go back down.
0: No, I don't think he's done at all. I think he'll. I think I think he'll go back down for sure. All right.
2: Well, I'm going to be spiteful and take Charles Oliveira in that one because he's a he's an anaconda on the ground,
0: but he likes to bang too. So listen, Cerrone's no slouch on the ground. Oh no, absolutely. He's got a lot of submission wins. He 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 works off his back too, but I don't think he'd be off his on his back. I think his wrestling's better than Oliveira's. Yeah. I think if anybody if anybody gets taken down. Soroni would be taking down Oliveira, and I think you know, he has good defense, too. So
2: I've been wrong before, but I'm oh. still always going to pick the Brazilian in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu game. I, I give them the home country advantage. I don't know. Even though it's not taking place in Brazil, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Speaking of Brazilians, the next main event is February 27th. Uh, which is an afternoon affair, which I am excited about because I'm going to be doing a comedy show in Lowell that night, so otherwise I would have been missing it. But the Count versus the Spider, the return of your boy, mm-hmm. Mr. Blue Pill himself, the Legends, mm-hmm. the goat, Anderson Silva, and there Michael
1: go. Bisping. Captain Pretty Bowen. excited
2: for this one, um Fight Pass exclusive event, and... Uh, and, oh wait, is, I'm looking at the undercard. Oh wait, no. There, there is a, a, a member of the now cursed Team McGregor of the Ultimate Fighter. Taymor is on there. I thought we might have saw, uh, the guy whose visa uh, expired and he couldn't fight in the finale, but, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm getting AVP looking at the, sometimes I look at a card and I, I don't realize that they added all these fights to it, but, uh, uh, yeah, Bisping Silva. It's been a while since we saw Silva. He he, he last fought at I think see, 184, mm-hmm. and that was the, which is now a no contest against Nick Diaz. Mm-hmm. They both tested positive after that.
0: I um I have really have no interest in seeing him fight Bisping, other than I guess he needs a tune up. <laughs> I, I guess I guess he needs something to tune up if he's going to come back and try and make any kind of run at anything. Uh yeah. I think Bisping has about as much chance of beating Anderson Silva as I have winning the fucking presidency. <laughs> I, I think he's going to get knocked the fuck out in the first round, and I don't think he's going to do a goddamn thing to Silva. I don't think he's going to touch him, I don't think he's going to put his hands on him, I don't think he's going to take him down, I don't think he's going to do shit. Like Just gonna, I think he's gonna make,
1: a statement. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think okay.
0: Silver's gonna make Bisbing look worse than he made, uh, uh, the big gorilla there look. What's his name?
3: From the Ultimate Fighter 1. I can't think of his goddamn for whatever reason.
0: The person who won the first Ultimate Fighter. Oh, uh, Forrest? Yeah. yeah. He's gonna, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of Forrest, from the, But he's gonna he's gonna make Bisping look worse than Forrest Griffin.
2: Wow! And Silva went up a division to take on Forrest Griffin too. So uh, I
0: think Forrest I think Forrest Griffin right now, not training, would beat the shit out of Bisping.
1: <laughs>
0: so. Oh, well, right. Okay, okay. I thought was his last fight. But. Yeah, yeah. He's a lightning plot. Whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm partial to I Michael thing. Got- I like. I, I love the guy. I, I love his talking, and uh, I got to meet him on Vegas. So, and I also love being the contrary. In, in, in these fights. So okay. I'm going with the counts, hashtag clean fighter right.
0: in that one. <laughs> can't wait to, can't wait to see him get his ass kicked up.
2: Hey, uh, hey, maybe we can hang out in the afternoon for that one. And then of course the next big fight after that, uh, I really don't want to spend that much more time on it. You know where I stand. McGregor, Dos Años, you go for right. Dos Años. I chose McGregor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: Moving on. I have a just, a t- I have a terrible, terrible feeling about this. I feel. I, I every time I think about this fight, I feel sorry for McGregor. <laughs> I feel like all the walls are going to come crumbling down on this fight for him, and I don't want him to. I want. I want to see him win. I want you wanna to
1: see that train keep going. I
0: do. I really I do. You. I really do. I. Re- I would love nothing more than to see him beat the <laughs> shit out of Rafael dos Anjos, but I don't fucking. I don't think that's going to happen. Man, he looks like such a. Dude, I watched the I watched a compilation video of him today training and it was just like fifteen minutes of just all the most intense workout shit that he does. He looks fucking just ferocious, uh terrified. Yeah, that's, well that's guess the, what? That's the word
1: I was
2: looking for. power and beats fish. <laughs> All right. Let's go down under Frank uh, Mir versus Mark Hunt fighting in the LJV division. Uh, uh that's to be main event and down there in him. Australia. We well, got this. Uh, we, this is an interesting one in terms of, I don't know if you have a bias towards either guy. Uh,
0: well, so I've always been a huge Mir fan. Um, I, I was a Mir fan when he first got on the scene because he was one of the first like real heavyweights that had a, had a, in the UFC that had a serious submission game. Um, yeah. Because Big, Big Nog was in pride at the time and there were no, there was a, there, there was nobody else that had a serious submission game when he got on the scene. So I was a big fan of his. Um, he's always been so hot and cold. Uh, Hunt, I have a lot of respect for because I wrote that guy off just like the UFC wrote him off. Um, when they absorbed Pride, and the UFC was wanted to pay him to not fight anymore, and he said, "No, I want to come fight." And I, ne- I didn't want to see Hunt because I saw him in Pride, and he had no fucking ground game at all. And I don't have. Oh yeah, I, I have no primarily
2: a striker for sure. Yeah. You know? There's, uh,
0: I don't, uh, I don't, ha- it, bo- it really bothers me when people get to the elite level and they are one dimensional. It's like, once you get on the ground, you're completely a fish out of water. Completely. He's made a lot of strides, so I have respect for him. Uh, you know, uh, I'm happy that he's in the division. I'm sure he's on his way out the door. It probably be, be done within the next year or two, but God love him. Let him fight when he's around. Maybe he'll get a knockout. But <clears throat> you know, he was just—he was—he just fought for the interim title. <laughs> it's just the most bizarre thing I can think of.
3: Uh, that was a while
2: ago. You know. I mean, it was a while back. And Frank Barrett, Mer- I mean, he his last fight uh, against. It was a rematch of what was no contest, uh, I think because of TRT. Not on his part, but on, uh, Bigfoot Silva's part. But he, he smoked. And I know Bigfoot Silva isn't quite the, the fighter he once was. He, he can't take TRT. He's the only guy that actually needs TRT because he's got, uh, <laughs> gigantism. But he, he looks like a, a goddamn comic book monster. And Mark Hunt, uh, put him to sleep in no time, right. whereas Frank Mir's last fight, kind of uh, I think you hit it on the head when you said he's hot and cold because I thought he fought an extremely boring fight against Andre uh which Arlovsky won, When uh, granted somebody has to win uh, but,
1: right. <laughs> uh,
2: but you I to think you're absolutely somebody. right because uh, Hunt has no ground game, if Mir gets him down on the ground, I think it's it's gonna be over from there, but there's something he's, about Mark. Hunt. Well,
0: so Mark has really worked on his takedown defense. So you have to give him that. He's got crazy good takedown defense, much better than he did when he got to the UFC because he had no takedown defense. But he still he he doesn't know how to work from the ground. He doesn't. He has no sweeps. He has no submissions. Um. So, so you
2: pick it. You pick a winner, and I'll pick the opposite.
0: <laughs> uh, so here, let's look at Mir. Uh, he's won two out of his last seven fights. That's not good.
2: That's
1: it. That's it.
0: Oh boy. That's not good. Mir has fought Orlovsky, Todd Duffy, Bigfoot Silva, Overeem, Barnett, Cormier, Junior Dos Santos. And out of those seven, he's beat Todd Duffy and Bigfoot Silva. They're both KOs.
2: Um. Yep. Yeah.
0: But he lost. The Duffy
2: one was was, was a spectacular fight, but uh, Todd Duffy also just was just slaying it, not even defending basically. So that yeah. was uh, one and done real quick.
0: So who's your pick? Uh, and then let's look at Mark Hunt here. Let's see. Mark Hunt is... He got the
2: shit beat out of him against Stipe. Uh, He is one of the worst referee jobs I've seen in a long time. One, two, three, four, five, six. Not only did he look good, I'm not saying that he just looked good in that rematch against Bigfoot, but physically he looked good. He's actually taken into account nutrition and conditioning, and he wasn't even at the heavyweight limit. Uh, I'm also a little partial to him because he says he's going vegan once he puts a fight game behind him.
1: Who's that? Uh, Who's who's going vegan? (laughs)
2: Mark Hunt, yeah, yeah. He's not yet, he says, but he saw some Peter videos and uh I guess he didn't realize that you have to kill animals to eat them. But
1: <laughs> But
2: Mark Hunt's also an author. Hey, maybe we'll have him on the show sometime. We'll get we'll get maybe we'll get some books. But I think it's only available in Australia now, so we'll we'll have to pull a few extra strings on that. And speaking uh, maybe of maybe we'll authors... digital version.
0: Speaking of authors, uh, our man Matt Kona here has contacted Chris Lieben's people and, uh, they're supposed to be sending us some copies of his book. So we'll have some copies, uh, we'll both read the book so we can talk about it and then we'll have some copies to give away to our fans and, uh, also, we're talking. Chris Leibin
2: recently re-signed out of retirement by Bellator. Yeah. I know Benson Anderson got the most attention, but Bellator does continue to, uh, add names to their roster, so.
0: Yeah, so uh, we, we also, uh, Matt has contacted that people about speaking to him, so. We will, uh, we'll try and get him on the air sometime soon to get a little chit chat. You know, we're just, uh, <laughs> It's, it's so, I was so pleased that we got a Ryan Couture interview the other day. And then, uh, so I'm embarrassed to say that I just have just listened to my very first Ariel Helwani podcast, but he had like fucking 20 current super notable fighters on his podcast.
1: Every week, (laughs) MMAO. I was like,
0: Oh my God. It was like three hours of everyone in, who fights in the fucking UFC was on the phone with them
1: yeah. or, or Skyping and, into and him. And I was you like, You know why I love his show
2: so much? Because if you look, if you read any article that comes out Monday afternoon between Monday and Friday, most of the quotes and most of the articles are written based on things that happened on the MMA Hour, right. the MMA hour because, you know, Ceruto even talked a little shit to, to uh, both Benavides, who, one thing we didn't mention, when we were wrapping up, Benavides called out Henry Cejudo to fight him after he beat um size uh, Zach Kukowski, unaware that they had already in the promo right before his match, uh, before his fight, they announced that Mouse Tsuhuta would be the main thing. So, maybe it was a little awkward to the people in the crowd who had seen the promo before uh, before uh Mr. Jiu-Jitsu had come out there. Like, why is he calling him out? He's already got a title shot. But, uh yeah, MMA Hour always has exclusive interviews. It's every Monday, streaming live on YouTube, and MMAfighting.com from 1pm to 4. And MMAniacs uh, got, a, got a question in on the mailbag segment. I don't know if you made it that far to the end,
1: but, uh, pretty cool. Oh, uh, speaking so, of
0: questions, I have a couple from uh, Rick Harrison that we should address here. Uh, because, okay, there's
2: one of them. Who's Nick picking Mark Humphreys to shrink me? You
0: cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna stick with Mir. Uh, as, okay, good. Uh,
2: Cause I want to pick Hunt anyway. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm well, gonna,
0: I'm gonna stick with Mir. I think that he's gonna get a submission. I think his submission okay, game cool, is, yeah, well, I think his submission game is unstoppable. And that's the most losses that, uh, that Hunt has are from submissions. He's got, uh, four KO, he's got ten losses total. Six of them are from submission. And, Oof, uh, yeah. and, Mir has lost exactly zero fights by submission. But, here's the other part of it. Uh, he has ten losses. They're both playing into each other's weaknesses. Mir's been knocked out seven times. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm gonna Shitting say, neck. I'm gonna yeah. say if he can keep from getting knocked the fuck out by, uh, by Hunt, that he's it's gonna a, get him down at a mirror. tall task, yeah. He it is sure a lot faster is. than Hunt. Big he is, time. Yeah, he's he's much faster than Hunt. Um, the
2: next event, I already know where you stand on this main event because you sent me uh, a trash talking text message over it. <laughs> the UFC's uh, debut in Zagreb, Croatia, is Big Ben Rothwell against Junior Dos Santos. And uh-huh. you have said... So long, Rothwell. It was fun. I'm going on records to say that. But how could you? I can't pick against Ben Rothwell. The evil, but he came out to Bram Stoker's Dracula music. (laughs) He didn't come out with a cloak. He really wanted it to. But, hey, he's the main event. Guess what? I think the UFC and Reebok are going to work together to make a demon cloak for Ben Rothwell to come out. And and that go-go choke just can't be stopped. But DeSantos has Uh never lost back-to-back fights. Will it happen? I say it will. Not just to be the contrary guy, as I love to be, picking opposite my co-host Nick. But I don't. Here's, here's well. what
0: here's what excites me about uh when when uh really good champions lose the belt is we get to see fights that I don't think we would necessarily see. Like I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think if Dos Anjos still held the belt, I don't think that. I don't think that, uh, Ben Rothwell could get past the people he'd have to get past in order to get to Dos Santos. So it excites me to see these two guys fight. Listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of both guys. I like Ben Rothwell. I think he's a great fighter. I think Dos Santos, first of all, I don't think he, he can't keep up with him standing up. And, and I don't think he can take him down. That's his, I, I think Ben Rothwell's, the way to the way he beat Dos Santos is to get him on the ground and submit him. Now Dos Santos is still he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, so I don't know that he could submit him. But he ain't he it's not fucking out striking Dos See? Santos. There's he's not out well, striking I, Dos Santos.
3: I, I think
2: that what he what he does best is is lure the guy in with, see how awkward his hand motion was when yeah. he was fighting Jeff Barnett? Yeah. And he didn't have to get him down to the ground. I mean, he submitted Matt Mitchum because he went for um, an ill-advised first and possibly last takedown of his UFC career. But he, he gets position for submission through his dirty boxing in the clinch which sets up that nasty go-go joke, which uh, we spoke about last week. So,
0: All um, right, so I, have-
2: I just think he's so awkward, so different than <laughs> anyone that RDA has – I'm um, sorry. Yeah, no, no, JDA has, has – uh, JDS, god damn it. He
3: fights on one card with Jameel Dos
2: Anjos, and we're both going back and forth, calling him Junior Dos Junior, Junior Dos Santos. One of them. Former heavyweight champion. So I think Rothwell's awkwardness and the fact that he's pumped up. This is a guy that's driven. He wants the belt. No, this is his I... first ever main event. He wants to make a splash. And I, I can't deny the monster that is Big Ben Rothwell. So that's my pick.
0: No, he was an IFL champ. He's, a, I mean, he's not, he's no joke. He's a, he's a serious, he's a serious fighter. And I, I'm glad that he's in the heavyweight division um and i hope to get him on the podcast someday he probably is never going to listen to this so he's not going to hear it Me, i'm not shitting. Uh, i'm, I'm not freedom. shitting on him i'm not shitting on him because i do like him i i appreciate him as a fighter um you know i i met him at the uh the Bo- the very first boston ufc event they had a they had a uh,
1: uh, cool
0: they had a uh what do you call it the the big a fan summit type thing. yeah whatever right fan summit call it that uh, and then he, he was there and nobody was really paying any attention to him. He was just kind of walking around waiting for somebody to notice him. And my wife and I noticed him <laughs> because my wife always makes fun of him because he would shoot his finger up in the sky. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> when, love he that. Get, when he get introduced. So I have, uh, I don't know if I showed you the picture, but I have a picture of him where I made him shoot both his fingers up in the sky, but he talked to us for like 15 minutes. It was before laura and i got married and we were talking about wedding rings and he was talking about how his wedding ring was choking his finger off he had to get it resized or something (laughs) you know it was just it it was a nice guy He was a he was a he was a sweet guy i was really hoping that when i was out in the midwest that i was going to get a there was a really good if i was there for a few more days here's another thing that sucks the last night i was there the uh the, yeah, the last night that I was there, the last gig that I did that night and for the next like five days, Juliana Pena was at the LCCT, the place that I trained at, but she was oh, there that wow. night. Na- yeah. She was just, she was flying out. She likes, uh, Luis Claudio. Um, she really liked training with them. Uh, and, uh, and so she, she flew out, she flew out to train with them for like five days, but I missed, I couldn't, I had my gig that night. So I was like, Dang it. Uh, I was like, if I wish, yeah. no, I wish I was here for a couple more days. I want to come down and train with her. And she, and she, uh, also brought out, um, um Well, you know
2: what? I think she could Sam use some was, positive influence in her trainers since she got arrested yeah. with her other training partner for kicking guys in the nuts outside of a nightclub. Right.
0: So. Yeah, she was pretty uh, drunk. Did you watch that video? She was pretty drunk. Uh, but she also, she, uh, I think she brought out Sam Cecilia. Um. <laughs> I think she brought out Sam Cecilia with her to, uh, to train. Uh, listen, before yeah. we wrap things up here, we have some questions for Rick Harrison that I've had since the 27th of January, so I wanna, co- I wanna cover all, all his right. questions.
3: You don't wanna pick the last two main events? Okay. Take the last
2: two main events. Oh lord. Khabib versus Ferguson. Let's just do quick, no, no, no analysis. All it's right. far enough away. It could change. Khabib could pull out. He hasn't fought in two years. Tony Ferguson looked like an absolute beast. At the tough finale when I was out there in Vegas on December 13th, or December 11th, um, I want to pick Ferguson, but I love Khabib. That thumbball, that ground game, I don't think he's going to strike with Ferguson, so my pick is Khabib.
0: I've got Khabib, too. Sorry. I know you like to be cocky. All right. But we're in
2: agreement. I'm not going uh,
0: playful <laughs> on it. Uh, but I think Khabib, you know, he's been such a long layoff. He looks so fucking... Devastating when he was in here before. I think Nurmagomedov's Gometoff's going to come in and annihilate everybody. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think if I, I, I think if uh, McGregor wins that belt, he's going to lose it in quick fucking fashion to Nurmagomedov because I don't think he's going to be able to take his wrestling
2: at all.
1: Uh up, baby. Sambo right. and Cormier
2: Jones—that's the big one. The, the announcement. We're probably both in agreement on this one.
0: Yeah, Jones all day, every day.
2: Yeah, I got jumped okay, questions.
0: Okay, super so fan. here we go. Here we go. Uh, super fan Rick Harrison. First question. Uh, who is the best stare down to you? Uh, to me, it's the axe murderer. Uh, uh and it's Wait, not the,
1: the best, the best one fighter to stare down
2: against or the best stare down that we've seen to previous fighters. Uh,
0: who has the best stare down to you? His favorite stare down is from Joanna. Again, Jacek, <laughs> She she's a, good,
1: or, she's a great
0: one. Or Rafael dos Anjos. Those are his two favorite stare downs. Uh,
1: <laughs> Hi, Rafael mine dos Anjos. Is,
0: mine is, mine is Wander, Wanderlei Silva. Back in the Pride days, when he was all fucking hopped up on whatever fucking juice he was on to fight. everything. He was everything.
3: A kitchen sink. That
0: guy looked like a fucking. Like a real axe murderer. Like he looked scary. Like I would watch him fight, and I would be, I would be scared for the other dude. I'd be like, he's gonna eat his face off. So for me, that's the, that's the, the, the scariest scare down. That's the first question. Who's, who's yours? Give yours too.
2: Well, I mean, hey, Rick gave, gave uh, two very good options. Uh, In Uh points for creativity. Just she, so she gets under you and looks up your nose. I've never seen a nostril only stare down, but uh I I, I love you champion, so that's who I'm going
0: with. All right. Uh his next question was I'm going in reverse order, uh, because that was his that was his Oh you're
2: going in sure dog order?
0: Yeah, I'm going in sure dog order. <laughs> ah, <you shit> hammer. <laughs> um his next was who's my favorite person to see get beat up? Ooh. Okay. Uh, Mine is... And, big. Well,
2: who, wait, favorite person to see to get beat see up or, or that you would up. like to get see beat up? because? Who's your
0: favorite fighter you like to see get beat up?
1: Hmm, interesting. Huh, well, I would say
2: Chad Mendes.
1: Hmm.
2: Chad Money Mendes. It doesn't happen very often, but he got beat up pretty bad in, in that first fight with... Um, with Jose Aldo, uh, might have been a little bit of a glow grab on it, but uh, and and their second fight was one of the greatest of all time, and, and I have a little respect for him. But in terms of guys getting beat up, guys that I find to be a little bit obnoxious, uh, I'm going Chad Mendez. Love seeing him get beat up, eat his words in 189, and uh, seeing what <laughs> what Frankie Egger did to him at the tough finale uh, was also. Quite satisfying. You know, I'm not nothing against him. He's one of the best, but now he's a man with no country pretty much because where does he go? I think he can only get on some bantam weight, which I'm not even sure if he can make that cut. But
0: okay, we're getting, expensive. we're getting off track here. Okay, <laughs> so who do you want to see get Mendoza's beat up? That's short all. Order,
1: Chad Mendes, like. the end.
0: All right. Mine is Michael Bisbing. Fuck that limey twat. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That limey uh,
0: uh, I'll tell you what, I've never, I've never, uh, I'm never, uh, I'm always opposed to a late hit, but boy, that Dan Henderson hit against yeah, Michael sure felt good when I watched it Oof. happen. Uh, that was I,
2: one of the most brutal assaults I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh boy.
0: And then here's the last question, which I don't remember what it is, but it's, for whatever fucking reason, he sent a recording to my, he's, you can send recordings to your text message. So he sent a voice.
2: What a lazy, non-typing <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. He just wants
1: yeah, you can do the same the thing. Air. It's
0: called a fucking phone call. You could do the same thing. You just call me. And leave a voice message. Why did you send he sent me you an audio text You sent me an audio wow. text message. So let's listen to it because I don't remember what it was. So here it okay. is. Here it is. Let's listen. Let's listen up.
2: Uh, I can't believe
1: we're doing this.
3: Thinking of the dillashaw Cruz match,
1: you I'm curious
3: that? how you guys value Terry and dodged strikes, you know? Good defense. How do you value that? Is a dodge strike just as good as the strike that's being thrown? Like, if you dodge a jab, is that just as good as a, as the person who hit the jab? Or does it mean, or or 10 strikes dodged, does that equal a haymaker to you? Um, same thing with little takedowns like that, that Dylan that Cruz got, like a takedown where somebody just bounces up in a half a second. Does that equal a jab to you? Does that equal, I mean, cause I feel like anybody could understand or have a value towards striking. Uh, when a hit, a hit seems harder than the other, which we never know because we're not the ones taking a hit, but in our own minds, we have a, a certain perspective of like an uppercut just seems more devastating than a jab. I want to know how takedowns, um and parried slash dodge shots are valued in your guys' mind.
1: Okay. Did you get okay, all that? Okay, I'll start. Yeah, I heard it. Okay. Okay. First of
3: all, it, it, they they do have
2: value, but they don't have value for the judges. Judges right. don't score defense. Right. If you stuff ten takedowns, that's fine. But you're that not. Was, getting that was the
0: point. Points. I was. That was the point I was going to make to him too. Uh, yeah. That was. That was the. That was my. That was the first thing I was going to say to him. punches,
1: that's good. It's
2: good. I don't think it's the equivalent of of hitting a haymaker, certainly not a a haymaker, not even a jab, but you're making your opponent expel energy because you waste more energy on strikes that don't land than you do ones that do land. So there's value to it, just not value on the scorecard. But you're going to be able to wear down your opponent more by making them miss, certainly, and making them expel the energy Going for takedowns, which can set up other things, such as an uppercut, or such as changing position by shifting their weight and pressing them up against the cage. So.
0: Well, that's my you answer. you saw how I reacted to how Cruz was parrying and eluding.
1: That was a
3: masterpiece. Absolutely. It was fucking
0: amazing. You were losing your
3: mind. It was great. It I was, was losing
0: to be my fucking mind in that arena. It was so beautiful how he was slipping those punches. I was like, did you
3: fucking see that? Did you see that? It,
0: it right. was amazing to me. So I put a lot of weight in it because it was so incredibly artful and so well performed that I had to give it super duper props. Um, you know, in, in the realm of a, of a, of a normal fight, that's not a normal fight. Those guys aren't normal fighters. They both fight a very specific style that nobody else in the UFC fights. There are two guys that fight that way and those are the two guys and they happen to be in the same ring together. So it was a very, uh, interesting fight for that reason. Um, in a normal fight, you, I, I personally, I'm not, I don't have the capacity to tally everything up as it's going. I get a general idea and a general feel as I'm watching it for who is, who is doing the more damage and who is working harder and who is, um, you know, just what direction the fight is going in general. I don't, I, I never sit and score a fight because that's not as a somebody who's looking to be entertained. I don't if I'm sitting there counting, just counting jabs, because you don't have, when you're, when they're doing, Yeah, like it's a, a
3: little harder, for, unless you're cage size.
0: Right. Well, if you're, if you're doing, when you're doing that CompuBox stuff, there's like one guy, and his job is to, for the blue corner, just register face punches. And then there's another guy, whose job is to, for the, for the red corner, register body punches. And then there's another guy, for the blue corner, whose job is it, it is to just, Registered ground strikes. Because you can't register all that stuff at the same time. It's too, it's too, there's too much going on. When there's, you know, five punch combinations, you can't keep one person ca- I can't keep track of all that. Oh, okay, so he jabbed, but it was a feel out jab. But then he came, he came with a right cross that kinda connected, and then an up, and then a, and then a, and then a hook to the body that connected. And then a kick to the body that connected and then another, uh, straight right that connected. Okay. So that's, I can't do that. I can't spend my time calculating all that stuff. I get a general idea and I, you know, I see, I, I kind of get an idea of what, how the judges should react to it. Um, but I don't, I'm not taking a serious calculation down every time during the fight. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Are you still there?
0: Are you in the toilet? I'm still there.
1: Are
0: you taking a shit right now on the air? We have a Kona turd. He is taking a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Kona has taken you into the bathroom, and while we're in the middle of a podcast, he is pushing out. I put
3: it on mute. I was taking
0: a piss. He's pushing out leather. He is pushing out leather right now.
3: Taking a piss, not and right. I, I unmuted you, and you heard the toilet flush. We've been on the phone for an hour
2: and thirty-seven minutes. All right. I think we've only been podcasting for an hour and fifteen of them. But
0: <laughs> uh, I'm not. It's not a judgment. Yeah. Hey, sometimes you gotta take a piss break on
2: the podcast.
0: It's not a judgment. Shit or get off the
2: out. pod. How
0: about that? Oh, <laughs> hey, how
2: about Hey it? yo. But hey, I think this is a pretty good. This may be our, our best long-distance podcast
0: ever. <laughs> <laughs> Mark it in the calendar. Mark it in the calendar. <laughs> February ninth.
2: Anything else to note? I will say, uh, give a shout out to anyone that happens to be in the Boston area uh, this weekend, Valentine's Day Eve. There's an afternoon. Boxing show to benefit the Dorchester Boxing Club at Club Royale in the theater district downtown.
1: Royale. I'm going to try to get out <laughs> there
2: and uh, get the word out about Animaniacs, hand out some flyers and uh, talk to some fighters, hang out. Uh, Dave Tree's band is playing and uh, so she's been Part of local music for a long time, so it should be interesting to see. What about you? You got any uh, jiu jujitsu stuff coming up? I know you're doing Naga. I uh, a Naga
0: I'm going to be refing the Naga on uh, March 5th in Albany, New York, so I'm um, happening on that. And then this Friday, I haven't contacted the CES people, but I think you and I in a few days are planning on going down to CES. Uh, oh yeah. They've Check us out
1: esma Yeah,
0: they've given us the uh, kind of open door to come in, so I need to send them an email that we're going to be heading down there to to record. <laughs> oh, that is if you make it back. I am going to. I am going to wear a wire. I am going to have a film crew.
2: I am going to have it backed up.
0: <laughs> and uh, let's see what else. uh We're actively working on about
2: social media. Tell your friends. Leave a review on iTunes. God damn it. Yes.
3: We tried to do this oh man
0: i don't know how many times we have to do this people are i don't know how, <laughs> how people are so so uh itunes inept that they can't figure out how to write a review but please figure it out folks it's not that hard you can no. do it i know you can do it leave us I mean, a nice review and uh you know it'll help get us a little notoriety when people look through the podcasts to see unknown podcasts if they see podcasts without reviews they kind of they kind of pass over them, so uh, it's one thing that helps get us a little more noticeability is by having... They they don't start posting their reviews until they have a certain amount, and I don't know what that amount is, uh, yeah. but uh, we need to get those reviews in, so if you can go and If you don't want to it.
2: leave a review, just leave a question, because if you leave a question in the iTunes section, uh, it, it can't be an audio recording, so screw you, Rick Harrison, <laughs> in your face
1: and I we're going to we're going to that
2: question. That was like a 2 minute
0: long I know, question. no, Jesus Christ. Uh right.
2: he got it. he's a part of the show. He's
0: he's <laughs> That's right. He was the he was the first guest that didn't mean to be a guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: he,
0: was, he was the first guest that we've ever had that didn't know he was a guest. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, all right, Nick. Uh, uh hopefully I'll see you in a few days back in New England, Gosh, my man.
2: If I miss one more flight, hey, that that might be it. this is the only way we're gonna podcast from now on. I'm gonna be live in Tampa for the Khabib Tony Ferguson fight.
1: Listen, full
2: time Florida resident. Just show up at
0: the airport next time with like half your beard shaved and start fucking losing your mind and then I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna, and you know what the crazy thing is, the other day Tom Hanks' movie Terminal was on TV, and I think that jinxed me. I'm already stuck at the airport for a while. So I'm like a combination of Tom Hanks in Terminal and Tom Hanks in Castaway, just from the beard.
0: <laughs> and you have, oh, and, and you have a volleyball that you call what is it? Tom yeah, Johnson.
2: <laughs> my volleyball is my only friend down here in Florida. And talk shit about Wilson.
0: Wilson, Wilson, that's what it is. All right. All right, ah. my man. well, uh, we're signing off good talking to you brother and uh MMA maniacs over and out you
4: yeah.
1: that's the end. No, we do
4: The MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset and their phone number is six zero three six four one three four four four. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for about 20 years and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MManiacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com.